Jesus' name, amen. I right, welcome to our uh, Wednesday uh, midweek service. Um, you know, I know uh, we're out here for the holidays, but I uh, wanted to uh, make sure we just had a word going into this Jesus is the reason season. And uh, the Lord just, uh, just laid something on my heart for us to talk about today called great love. <clears throat> talk about great love. And um, let's go, let's look at, um, let's look at Hebrews 6.10. Let's look at Hebrews 6.10 and we'll build the case to just talk about great love here. Uh, Hebrews 6.10, and it says this, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. God is not, excuse me one second, I'm just dealing with something here. All right, so God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. It says, which he showed, which ye have showed towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. That you minister to the saints and do minister. So here, it's saying that God is, 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 is moved when we operate in, um, I guess I want to call it uh, love labor. Love labor draws in God. Uh, it, uh, it moves the heart of God. And God is not unjust un, un to forget your love labor, your love labor, not your self labor or your obligated sacrifice labor, but your love labor. And um, let's, let's look at something else. Galatians chapter 5, 17 through 20. Galatians 5, 17 through 20. Again, we're talking about great love, but I just want to build a case before we get into some specifics. All right, so I want to read this out of the message. It says this, it says, it is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional baggage, frenzied and joyous grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied one, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, emphasis there, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions. Now, I read that because we talked about God is not unjust to forget your labor of love. And, and like, you know, to operate in this love labor, it really does cost something. Um, and you can tell when uh, Galatians 5, 17 through 20, now 17 through 20 comes after 5, 16. This is walk in the spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it comes before uh, 22 and 23 which are the fruits of the Spirit. Now, Galatians 5, 17, well, I read 17 through 20, but 17 through 22, 17 through 21 is referred to in the Bible as the works of the flesh. And, and everything that was described or broken down just a few minutes ago is the life that was stolen from us is the results when we live a life apart from the life that God has for us. When we allow our life to be stolen, the first thing it does is it steals the ability to operate in what we're about to get into here, great love. That labor love is some great love. And, we, and we, we're designed to operate that way. So when the adversary perverts us or twists us, um, instead of us operating in great love, we operate in great flesh, and that's how we end up in these divided positions, or we end up in these um, uh, these, these weighted frustrations in our life. 
All right, so let's, let's get into uh, just a little bit of great love, and, and, and I'll pull back in those first two scriptures uh, shortly. So one of the things about great love, great love reconciles. We were talking about this in uh, the Master Life class at 915 on Sunday. We were talking about reconciliation and, and forgiveness and seeking to reconcile, always looking to um, reconcile every opportunity you get. And we talked about, you know, being in a position where you can quick, quickly reconcile. Talked about that the last two weeks. We talked about being in a position where, you, you know, it may, it may be a while for the other person to recognize uh, the separation is not worth it. Uh, and then, then there's a situation where you just have to be available for reconciliation because uh, some of the people you're dealing with don't know how to operate outside of abuse. But again, great love is always looking to reconcile. So great love mends, great love heals, great love frees, great love delivers, great love gives all, great love never fails. Great love never quits doing what's best for others, doing what's best for others, not what's comfortable for us, not what's convenient for us. But what's best for others, great love is always doing what's best for others. So, so great love doesn't always look like what we think. Sometimes we think the only, uh, the only um, attribute of love, we've talked about this here at the church before, is kindness. Well, great love does what's, what's best. Great love... Um, uh, uh, Sometimes you, you, you may look like the bad guy. I always say this in different parent, parenting teachings over the years. You know you, you know, you may look like Darth Vader on the front end. But see, great love doesn't care if they're uh, seen as the bad guy or a person is uncomfortable with them. Great love is always doing what's best for someone else. So they're not going to help a, situ- a person's situation at the expense of their life. That's not love. You're conveniencing a person's moment at the expense of their entire life, right? That, see, that, that, that may be a level of love, and we, we may get into a couple different levels of love, but it ain't great love, <laughs> right? Great love is at a whole nother level. So let's look here at John 3.16, familiar scripture. Can't talk about great love without talking about John 3.16. All right, so John 3, 16, it says this. It says, for God so loved, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, everlasting life. And then let's drop over here to John 15, John 15. Definitely can't talk about great love without this verse. I said, John 15, 13, it says, greater love, right, has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. So great love, as you can see, God operated in great love by giving everything that was important to him for those that he cared about. Uh, then you had Jesus who, who was the, uh, uh, he had to implement God's intent by giving his actual life, right? So, so then you have um, the scripture that talks about great love has no man or greater love has no man than this, then he'll lay down his life for his friend. And I always say, it's not just your life, it's your like. So, so I'm willing to lay down my like for somebody I care about. So what that means is I'm willing not to be liked to give them what they need. And I know it's tough because we navigate through a lot of relationships. And as the Master Life class has been talking to us about on Sunday, you know, God is preparing us for some things coming into next year. And um, I was sharing this with one of the members how, you know, we always, you, you always hear, uh, we need revival. Uh, you know, uh, or you have some people just pump themselves up and say it's revival time. And sometimes they're they, they're picking up from God, but sometimes they're just hoping. Maybe the revival will be this time. And if it is, then people are going to say, I spoke it before it happened. <laughs> right? Well, 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 that's neither here, here nor there. Yes, revival is needed. But how can it be revival without us mending relationships? Without us healing hearts? 
without us forgiving one another, returning to fellowship. So you see in the Genesis 11 when it says there was a, a one mind, one speech. It says nothing can be restrained from them that they, re, they imagine to do. I might not be saying that exactly right, but it's Genesis eleven six. Well, the interesting thing is they were in agreement. They were in harmony. So that means they were operating in love towards one another. You can't, even be, you can't be in harmony without great love. See, great love is beyond just being around people you like. <laughs> It's beyond that. It's beyond just being patient when everyone is patient with you. (laughs) See, hey, hey, it's beyond operating in love with just your friends. Great love crosses over even into your enemies, right? So, So it's a whole nother operation. Let's go here, look at another scripture. We're talking about love. So we got to hit 1 Corinthians 13, right? Yeah, well, they call that what the love chapter, right? And uh, we'll hit, we'll start here with verse 4. I'm reading out the King James Version. So anytime you see the word charity, that word in the Greek means love, right? So it says uh, charity or love suffers long and is kind. Uh, it says charity envieth not. So, so I'm just going to uh, convert charity just so, so I can emphasize what the Lord wants to share. So love suffers long and is kind. Love envieth not. So it suffers long and is kind. Suffers long and is kind. <laughs> you know, right? It says it envieth not. Now that would be a, a great. So, so, so look, there's more attributes to love than just kindness. Suffers long. Right? Uh, you know, that word suffer is a restrained retaliation word, uh, but it's also a patient word, right? And it says envy's not, so it doesn't operate in envy, you know? It doesn't operate in envy or, it's, or jealousy. Uh, love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. So it's not arrogant or, you know, narcissistic. Does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Evil is not the first thought, right? Right? Doesn't provoke, is not easily provoked. Patient, I was having a conversation with my grandson, you know, uh, just about, you know, he's growing and hooping. And I was like, okay, you got game. So I said, now there's another level of where no matter what happens, you don't change. You got to, when you walk, showed up to, to enjoy yourself, wh- whether they take you out the game, that's not going to change. You know, if somebody doesn't pass you the ball, it's not going to change. You know, if, if you get in foul trouble, it's not going to change. I said, because, because now you'll be available for every opportunity. I had another conversation with a service person that came in to service, you know, uh, plumbing, and I was saying how, like, 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 it's important for us to be focused. I shared with my grandson today, one of my prayers for him was um, to, for, for him to have favor, to be focused, and to be in faith. Have favor, to be focused, and to be in faith. Now, that was for his game, but we need that for our life. And I was telling the guy, I said, well, the scripture says walk circumspectly and redeem the time. So it says walk intentional and maximize, maximize every moment. Because there's things we got to pick up. And we talked about those breadcrumbs. There's things that we got to pick up. So think about it. If our, if our lives have been crushed or spiraled or we're bouncing back, you know, some of us like myself are still bouncing back for some of the choices that was made in life. Well, that means I wasn't focused. I was clouded in those moments. I definitely wasn't operating in faith. And I had no favor because I wasn't in the presence of God. Right? So that means the adversary is going to work hard to get us out of the presence of God, to, to make sure we're not sober-minded, as the Scripture says, clear thinking wants us clouded so we miss moments. We miss moments and, and, and our life can spiral. Or, or we could be like that Galatians 5, 17 through 20 works of the flesh life. You know, depersonalize everybody in the rivals. Uh, always looking at the worst case, case scenario. Just, just overwhelmed with craziness, Right? And so, God wants us to operate in great love because in being in, to be in great love, you got to be in great um, proximity to God. You know, we'll get into this in a second. 
because God is love. So uh, did I finish? I said, chairs, long chairs, rejoice. Okay, I'm sorry. Verse 6, rejoices not love, rejoices not in, in inequity, but rejoices in the truth, right? Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Uh, love never fails. Love never fails. And see, so great love operates like this. Look, look, it says, takes no account of a suffered wrong, right? Love takes no account. Look at Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Now, the whole Matthew 5 is powerful, and even though it's the be attitudes how to be, but I think you can weave in love to each level of the Beatitudes. But I want us to look at uh, verse 44. Because remember I said, great love crosses over through friends and family and spouses into your enemies. Verse 44 says, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. See, only great love can respond at that level. You know, only great love can respond. To Look at this. Great love believes beyond the cost. Great love believes beyond the cost. Look, and expects no loss. Great love believes beyond the cost of what it's given out. And it expects no loss. So great love doesn't see anything it gives as a loss. See, because great love is all about what it can give. It's not worried about what it can get. It's not, all, it's not processing through all that. See, it's always worth it to great love. It's always worth it to great love, right? See, because great love is without condition. That's that agape love. That agape love is without condition. So see, so great love is not trying to Make sure it's going to get its worth. The worth in great love is what it gives, right? Great love is independent of pleasure. That's that eros love, independent of pleasure. Great love doesn't have to be pleased. It's looking to please. See, great love is not thirsty for affection. That phileo love, that brotherly love, right? But it's looking to give affection. So great love is not motivated by need, it's not motivated by need. Great love has a desire to feed. It's not motivated by, okay, if I get what I need, I love you. <laughs> See, say, no, great love doesn't operate that way. Let's look here at 1 John 4. See, that's why uh, the scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all things pass away, all things become new. Well, it says that because a new operating in the new creature, we start to operate in great love. We start to operate different. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the, that in a second. See, because once that love is shed abroad in our heart, as it says in Romans 5, it, it changes us. It changes our lenses. We look at things different. We respond different, right? Because it's not about making sure nobody uh, plays us. It's not about nobody, a word about if anybody betrays us. It's not about, um, uh, it's not about us at all. That's how Christ could give his life because he was willing to abandon if he's going to get played or betrayed or whatever, just to make sure we got what we need. He says, God had to take care of everything else. God have to take care of covering me, protecting me, and feed me. I'm going to make sure I give myself to others. So 1 John 4, we'll start here, verse 7. Um, you know, uh, 1 through 6 talks about trying the spirit. But uh, verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. It says, Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God, is intimate with God. Say, so He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Now, again, that word know is to be intimate with, to be in harmony with, to be as one with. So he that loves is as as one with God, right? It says, in this was manifested the love of God towards us. So this is an example of 
of how that love uh, was extended to us. It says, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him, that we might live through him. So he says the the world is destined for this death. You know, once they they perish in this natural body, it's over. They're done. So I'm going to send my son to extend their life through eternity so they can live through him. So, So we can live through him. It says, uh, verse 10, herein is love, not that we loved God, that we met a condition, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. It says, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. It says, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected or complete in us. See, so now, now that's, that's great love. That's not, that's, that's, that's without condition. You see what I'm saying? That's without, that's that agape, agape love. That great love is without condition. It doesn't line up. Okay, great love doesn't, it's, it's almost uh, unparallels how it's being treated. Not almost. It unparallels how it's being treated. It doesn't measure up. Like, based on how it's being treated, you wouldn't think that would be the, the response based on the demand. The demand calls for punishment a lot of times. The, the, the demand calls for retaliation, right? Vengeance is what the demand calls for. Or, or protection, protect myself. No, nah, but that's not how great love operates. Every demand of, of, of uh, persecution, of attack, of uh, uh, betrayal, you know, of uh, offense, places a demand on great love to pour out. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole nother floor. See, great love is uncommon. Great love is uncommon. See, so what it does is it, it great love... When we start to operate in great love, it resurrects us above uh, commonly being buried in temptation. So, so, so before we start to harmonize or, or, or become one with God, we're subject to, to temptation because all we have is our natural man. All we have, our, the, all we have is the flesh. We, we went over Galatians 5 for, for, for that reason. All we have is the works of the flesh. So if we're, if we're not... In, in communion, solid planet communion with God, we're subject to temptation, right? They're not because we're trying to be evil. Hey, the flesh can't deal with temptation. <laughs> it can't handle it. Like with, apart from him, we can do nothing, John 15, 5. Right? So what he did was when he operated in great love, it wasn't just getting us eternity, but it was assisting us with living a life that would draw others into eternity. It was assisting us with the ability to resist temptation. It was assisting us with the ability to rise above our failings, rise above our frailty, rise above our fears. He was setting us up uh, for, what does the scripture says? The life that now is and the life to come. <laughs> right? The life that now is. It says, I'll right, give you a hundredfold. He says, when you're persecuted, he says, uh, you know, because you've given up because you operate in great love, houses, uh, you've given up things. Giving up doesn't mean that you never will have those things. It was you weren't focused on the things, you was focused on the king. And you were given up, you were willing to give yourself to operate in great love. And it says, you shall receive and return for your great love exchange, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. It says now in this time and the time to come. So not just waiting for heaven. It says on earth as it is in heaven is what that scripture is saying. Because we made a great love exchange, these things uh, will happen to us. So again, that great love resurrects us above the com- of, of commonly being buried in this world of temptation. Outside of that, man, we're just buried in temptation. 
we're trying to get past temptation daily. And, 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 and so we get to a point where we get so numb to temptation, we go, well, I wasn't as tempted as much as I was yesterday. <laughs> right, so, so we live life like all these temptations are norm. It's, they're, they're insurmountable. There's nothing I can do. So I'm just going to, you know, I might have uh, two or three days where uh, I, didn't, I didn't fall to temptation as much. See, that's a lie. That's a lie from the enemy. See, that's clouded thinking to think that, hey, ain't nothing I can do now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> temptation show up. Oh, I was doing fine, but temptation showed up. That's not how it works. Though, temptation can show up and you have the ability with Christ on the inside of you to resist it, right? Obviously, he, you know, he went through all this stuff and was not, did not get tempted into sin. So it's not we, yeah, uh, man, can't nobody resist sin? Okay, I'm going to agree with that, but Christ can. And if he's on the inside of us, then, see, 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 do I have this? I probably had a scripture in here, but Galatians 2. The life I now live, I live through Christ. See, I'm crucified with Christ. So, yes, the guy that can't resist temptation is crucified with Christ and his, his great love sacrifice. And the life that I now live, I'm resurrected, through, I'm resurrected above temptation with Christ. Not without Christ. Apart from him, I can do nothing. Right? So it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just it's angles, it's perspectives. Look, uh, look at uh, 1 Corinthians 10. So this uncommon great love repositions our life. Where now we're not buried in temptation. We're, we, we're rising above it. So 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. Look, it says, there has no temptation taken you, but such, look, look, key word, is common to man. This is, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. It says, but with the temptation also, uh, also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So he shifts us from common a fallen temptation, being submerged by temptation, being trapped and buried by temptation, to uncommon, always an escape. You know, like back in the day, um, of course, I'm older, so we watched a lot of Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner. Remember Roadrunner? And no matter what wild, wild E coyote <laughs> threw at him, Roadrunner would always escape. <laughs> it was always an escape, Right? And so, so, so we're, we, we, we're shifting to, instead of having things always dropping on our head to, to crossing over to that great love life where there's always a way of escape. Um, and see, so, and, and a lot of times when circumstances happen as a person is that, that, that believes you operate in this level of great love and you're living this great life of Christ, well, why is this coming at me? So, sometimes we're so vain, we think the circumstances about us. So, you know, so we've, we've been dealing with some, some uh, since Sunday, some water issues. So we've got water in our other building, water coming through our lines, but no water in this building. And so I've been here since, <laughs> you know, we had just got back in town, but I've been here every day dealing with the water people. But you know what? I told my wife when I was driving, I just had a great time. They, they may eventually watch this, but I just had a great time talking to people about God. <laughs> so... And the trip is, is, is and, and it hit me today because I was talking to the one guy, man, and he was like, uh, again, his, I think his background is India. You know, I mean, he's, obviously he's been in this country for a long time, but he was like, he said, man, he said, uh, man, I needed this. He said, this gave me strength. You know, that's the way he communicated. He said, it gave me strength. Then, so, but he couldn't find a problem. He's the third guy who couldn't find a problem. So then, called another guy. He came out. We talking. Uh, he found a problem, and we ended up outside. Now, so see, he, the, the other guys was here for hours. This guy was here for maybe 10, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, found a problem, at least what he believes to be the problem, and so he's ready to go. But his appointment was just as long as the other ones because we talked about the Lord, and he really needed some strength and some encouragement. And so... And I told him when he was leaving, I said, I don't even think you, you, had to, you came here because of plumbing. I said, I think you came here for this conversation. He said, man, I think so too. So, 
I could have been sitting around here, man, I got stuff to do. You know, uh, we just got in town. There's so much stuff going on. I got to get this done. I got to get that done. Got to take care of this. What about this? But I was just here. You know? <laughs> and, and it wasn't about me. <laughs> it wasn't about the church. It was about lives. Ooh, it was about an opportunity to operate in great love, right? And see, so that's why God's trying to cleanse us. He's trying to cleanse us. Like, look, look, look here at... Uh, let me give you a different angle of looking at this scripture. Acts chapter 10. Let's look at Acts chapter 10. See, see, so great love is uncommon. It's not, it's not normal, man. <laughs> it's not normal. And that's what this season is about, man. It's about great love. It's about some uncommon love. And like, like so, so we can't get so caught up um, in the, uh, the, uh, Commercial, commercialize, commercialization <laughs> of, of the holiday that we forget um, Christ missed uh, the mass of Christ, the smearing of the anointing on our lives or great love on our lives is what the season is really about. <laughs> Can't lose sight of that, right? Uh, verse 14, uh, Acts 10, 14, it says, For Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is Common or unclean. Because he was telling him he had this vision, he's supposed to eat uh, something that Leviticus tells him not to. He says, nah, nah, man, I've never eaten nothing uh, that's common or unclean. Verse 15, and the voice spake unto him again a second time. What God has cleansed, that call not, uh, that call not thou common. Now, this is interesting because you read through it and he was, he was processing this through the laws of what you can eat and cannot eat. But God was ministering to him because he was setting him up to go minister to the Gentiles who were considered common. <laughs> right? You know, they was, wasn't considered the circumcised. And the interesting thing is God said, what I bless, what I cleanse can't be common anymore. And so when we uh, bring ourselves to the altar, we accept what Christ did uh, when, he, uh, when he finished, when it was finished. See, we're celebrating when it began, right? We're celebrating the birth, but when it was finished, right? And what we do, what was finished is the payment for every sin that could be committed. And we, we attach our faith to that, and we, we attach our faith to that great love. See, see, there's no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. Life is in the blood. So a life, life had to be given to pay the price for sin. But to give somebody to give their life, no, no greater love than this, to, uh, uh, no, no greater love than this, than a man has for his, I read it, John 15, 13, that they'll lay down their life. So, so, so great love is giving your life. And this is the thing when we're inconvenienced. We take back our life. Like, it's taking too long. What? What, when am I going to get my turn? When is it going to happen for me? Uh, when am I going to get the position? How come they didn't get, they asked me to do it. All oh, that's your life. You, you taking back up your life. But the scripture says, present yourself as a living sacrifice, a living great love Holy and acceptable unto him, which is a reasonable service. So it's not about us. Takes no count of a suffer wrong. It's not, uh, don't operate unseemly. Right? I mean, we, we, we went through 1 Corinthians 13. So we want the benefits of great love, but we're not operating. So we give our life to Christ and take it back. So, 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 apart from him, we can do nothing. Right? And so, so, so we have to realize God is trying to, God has been cleansing us, removing the common that's been clogging up our flow. He's been moving the common that's been clogging up our flow because he wants us to operate in great love. And that's uncommon. See, to be common is to be bound by possible. Like, like all we, we can only do what we think is possible, Right? There would be no planes if that's how people thought. There'd be no lights. There'd be no four-minute mile, whatever. You know, the list goes on. There'd be no internet. It wasn't possible at one time, right? Uh, 
Being common is it's only, experience the, only experiencing the results of the crowd. Like I can only, I'm only comfortable when the crowd is doing it. When I'm only comfortable in the lane that the crowd is in, right? Being common is conformity. The scripture says be transformed, not conformed. The dictionary says it has, has this definition. I just gave you Holy Spirit's definitions. But the dictionary says this. It says occurring, found, or done often. So it says common is something that occurs often. Something that's found often. Something that's done often. Something that's usual. Something that's ordinary. So there's a level of what we call love that's ordinary. It's found often. Anybody does it. You know, hey, loving somebody that's loving you is common. Uh, Lashing out at your enemies is common. If somebody's unfair to you, you unfair to them. It's common. But God is calling us to operate in this season, operate in great love. That's what's going to heal the land. He's calling us to transform, not conform, right? See, 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 so that, that transformation is, 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 is resurrection. So he's trying to show us some things. He's been showing us the whole time. Come on, he was resurrected from death. That's not common. The process he went through for the, in the crucifixion for us. I mean, be, if it was a quick, like, uh, uh, you know how they say a person died in their sleep or they shot the person and where it hit them, they didn't feel nothing. No, that's not what happened. He went through abuse. I, I want to say he was going through abuse even before he went through the process they start beating him and he carried that cross. Just, just living as a human and going through the, look, dealing with temptation every day was a crucifixion. Like as a man coming down here, taking on, the scripture says, uh, and he was made flesh and dwelt among us, the only begotten of the Father. So you're dealing with that. You're dealing with coming to your own. The people you're coming to say, almost like, hey, man, hey, you know, so you're with God. Something's like, hey, man, we, we need to go down there and save them. But, but it's going to take some great love. Hey, I'll give my life, Dad. I got you covered. So he goes down, and he goes, hey, y'all, hey, 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 got good news. You, you guys are about to perish. Your life is going to be over when you die. But I came so you, you have uh, everlasting life. Hey, so what are we going to do? We, we want to, like, maybe line people up in terms of thousands or whatever we're going to do. No, they, he came with his own, and they received him not. He showed up with great love, and before he could even express their great love, man, Man, get out of here, man. Please, man. Ain't nobody trying to be bought. Oh, really? Oh, so you son of God now, right? Man, come on, man. Please. No, we good, man. We good. No, why? we don't need all that. We good. We, let, listen, we, hey, if somebody do us wrong, we just retaliate. No, we don't, we don't need. No, I mean, how do we know there is a heaven? You know, like people be going through all types of stuff. So he was going through a whole lot. That's why it's called great love. You know, even when, uh, uh, when, when Jesus was describing Great faith. It was somebody giving themselves up on behalf of someone else. Right? So, so, so that resurrection of death, that crucifixion. Do you realize to operate in, 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 in Christ-type humility is great love? It's great love. See, because when you operate in humility with winning ability, so I have the ability to win this situation, but I'm going to Restrain my retaliation and humble myself. You may, it may look like you want it on the outside, but it's cool, right? See, that's great love. Meekness is great love. See, all these things aren't common. Humility, crucifixions, resurrections, these aren't common things. Meekness, uh, willing to persuade or reconcile in return for attack. That is not common. It's not common. Some of y'all thinking right now because you had a situation today. And you felt justified because they did you wrong. See, but meekness is willing to reconcile in return for attack, not willing to attack in return for attack. And in your mind, your, your natural man, the common man always endorses when you retaliate. Oh, no, 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 no. You, hey, hey, because you can't be just letting nobody play you. Listen, there's a lot of wisdom, a lot of other options and a lot of great love ways to not only 
get, gain a resolve that will work to your advantage, but to save a life in the process. See, God, God's about a win-win, right? And so, so a lot of times we get pulled into a lose-lose. You know, just operating in patience. The scripture says uh, that uh, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, the trying of your faith work is patience. Let patience have its perfect work, that you'll be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. James chapter 1, 2 through 4. Man, that is not common. So when you, when you, when you fall into tests and trials, count it joy. See, but great love can do that, right? Great love can do that. It's not common. Uh, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Who watching or in this house giving up their son? No, 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 not. Some of you, I may give your life, may. We know that's a stretch right now. But let's say you're just going to give up your child. Oh, no, no, no. I, I know you're not giving up your child. Because some, some of you will, will, will risk your house, take a second mortgage just to bail a child out. So I know you're not. <laughs> so I already know you're not risking your child, right? He gave his only son. That, that's, listen, man, great love, great love. John 3.16, that's some, that's some great love, some uncommon love. Why so, so, so again, the, the whole uncommon, you know, the scripture talks about, uh, you know, the levels of faith. You read through the faith chapter, and I think I have for you guys Hebrews 1, 32 through 39. When I was reading through that, it's just so uncommon. The, the measures of, of the, how they operate in faith and the things they did. David had a crew of guys that was with him in a cave. David's their leader. David was the man, but now he's in a cave. He's in a cave. So, so he goes from on high to we, we're, we're in David's posse. So we're with David's posse. King David, King David. Now you're in a cave. You ain't in a castle. So in a, in a castle, you could be like, man, we might as well just roll lead this guy. He in a cave now. He ain't in a castle. Ain't no telling. You know, if some might take him out or something. No, 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 no. They stood by his side even when it didn't look favorable, even when he wasn't in the castle. They stood by his side in a cave operating in great love and great, see, great love wasn't just, we're going to be here with you in the cave. Man, David was thirsty. One of the guys ran out, went through the army just to go to a place to get a drink and come back and give it to David. Like, no, not to go get gold or jewels, just to make sure he got a drink. And he was in a cave. He went in the castle. Right? So, so that's uncommon. That's great love. And see, see, we want the results of great love, but how many of us really operate in great love? Yeah, just think about that for a second. <laughs> I mean, like, we, I don't understand what's going on, man. Like, you know, how come God didn't come through? God's looking for great love. See, he's not... Hebrews 6, God is not unjust to forget your labor of love. Labor of love is great love. It's, it's, it's selfless. It draws God's attention. God moves. Man, I've been watching stuff, man. God's been moving around us. And I'm like, you know, you, sometimes you're so busy. It's like, man, is this happening? I wasn't even looking for this. And I just, so I sit and talk to God. I was like, God, what you doing? He's like, man, listen, you think... I'm going to have you operating in great love and, and labor love, and I'm not going to come through for you? Hey, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if you're operating in labor love, who are you working for? What type of employer do you think I am? <laughs> God said, I got you. <laughs> I got you. He said, listen, you know how on a job people jockey for a position? You know, they try to get in a position be like, hey, see me? You know, sabotage somebody else so in the, in the major meeting because the big boss don't always come around. So the big boss comes around, and they constantly jump in everybody, make sure the big boss hear them. Uh, uh, had a conversation with you that week, the big boss around. You shared the idea and said, instead of saying, well, I was talking to Ty, and Ty, Ty has a great idea. They go, yeah, I have an idea. And be like, wait a minute. <laughs> they got the idea from you. Right, right, they, but, but, but they're doing that because they're like, well, the only way I'm going to elevate 
is to uh, jockey for position, tear somebody down, sabotage somebody else, and get up in, in the boss's face so, so he can't see nobody else. That's not God. God don't work that way. You do things in secret, God rewards you openly. Because he watches your heart and your great love. And God honors that heart. See, God loves us and his plan is always better than ours. But God is not unjust like all those other people you got to suck up to just to elevate to forget your labor of love. You operate in great love, it draws his attention, right? It draws his attention. And see, uh, so 1 Corinthians, about to close out here, but 1 Corinthians 1. Because I was thinking through this and I was just meditating on how this great love, you know, because you talk to people, you know, you minister to people, you talk to people, and sometimes it's like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> you, you're like, so what you, the way you want to do this is this. Somebody could have uh, uh, married marijuana, right? Uh, just stay with me. Don't, don't leave yet. Just stay with me just because I said marijuana. But I'm just saying marriage. You know, they're in an intimate relationship with marijuana. And then you, and then you come up to them and say, hey, you know what? The key to you getting the results of great love, you're going to have to break up with marijuana. Oh, man, this, this, this dude don't lost his mind. He is definitely crazy. Right? See, see, but that's uncommon. You know, we, we have situations where we do premarital and people, you know, they don't show up in premarital ready-made for premarital. Like, they don't go through what the requirements is and go, hey, we ready. No, they don't know the requirements. They just want to get married. They're in love. They want to get married. So then we walk down the requirements and say, okay, you might want to do this. Might want to prevent, uh, if you were having sex, shut, shut down sex. Oh, 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 he definitely lost his mind now. But see, no, we're trying to shift people into operating in great love. It's great love for us to share because we already know nobody wants to hear. <laughs> it's great love for us to share. Think about it. Somebody's telling you something that they know is uncomfortable. It takes love to do that, man. If everybody just tell you the comfortable, oh, you'll be all right. Oh, go ahead and compromise. No, you, our job is to shift people in that position, in that environment to operate in great love so they can get great results. And so, so, so look at this scripture. This, this, me and Pastor Mel, they'll, they'll, we should hang this up somewhere, <laughs> like outside, outside the church coming in. If you're coming into an uncommon territory. Hey, there's a lot of foolish things that'll be taking place when you walk through the doors. So verse 27 says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. We can say he's chosen the uncommon things. And God has uh, chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things or the lowly things of the world and the things which are despised has God chosen. Yea, and the things which are not to bring to not the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. See, so God has chosen an uncommon way to put us in a position to bless us. And so great love can operate like that. It's, imagine God saying, okay, well, I got to make sure I choose all the things that, that seem obvious, right? So, 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 so they won't question me. Now, great love is not worried about being questioned, Right? He's taking the foolish things to confound what's common. He says, come unto me, all you, that are heavy labor, all you that are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Like he says, I'll give you rest for your souls. Uh, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Right? So it's uncommon, uncommon, easy burden. And see, it doesn't make sense to the natural mind. Okay. I'm going to take his yoke. Is it going to be easier? All right, like, like we, we just, uh, it's hard for us to operate when, when he says, I'll give seed to the sower. Multiply your seed song. It doesn't make sense. You give him a tenth, he gives you exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. He don't just give you back a seed, right? See, it's an uncommon setup to prosper. It said, he says, bring your tithes into the storehouse that will meet my house and prove me that I won't pour out a blessing, you won't have room enough to receive. He didn't just say, bring your tithe to the storehouse, I'll hold it, and you'll get 1% interest on it. <laughs> right? No, he's saying, 
No, I'm going to pour out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive. I'm going to open up the windows of heaven. He didn't say I was going to open up the store. He didn't say I was going to open up the bank. He, didn't, he said I'm going to open up the windows of heaven. I think there's a whole lot more that can come from heaven on earth than that's commonly already existed on earth. Right? So, so he's, he's, it's, it's uh, uh, Malachi 3, 9, and 10. So, so again, it's, it's, it's uncommon. Psalm 23, 6. Look, it says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. See, goodness and mercy following us and chasing us all the days of our life, that's uncommon. Chasing us down. Our cup runneth over. It's uncommon. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All things will be added unto me. All these things that he just referenced in the first uh, 30, 31 verses in Matthew 6, that's uncommon. Uh, I have not seen nor, nor it into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for us, right? Uh, what was this? 1 Corinthians 1, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. It says, but as it is written, it says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither enter into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them, look, that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Right? It's, it's uncommon the things that God has prepared for us. You know, I, I was today, because I was talking to the service guys, and I was sharing with them different things that's happened. You know, because he was asking about the building, he was asking about the lake, he was asking about different stuff. I was just sharing stuff. But I, I, I'm sharing the story, and I'm like, is this real? <laughs> like, I'm sharing it, like, because it's uncommon. And, 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 you, and the one guy says, man, this is giving me strength. Because to him, it was uncommon. And the trip is, hey, none of us had anything to do with it. It's God. That's how uncommon works. That's his yoke being easy. As much as we could do, we couldn't have done, made, we, we couldn't have made half of the stuff that's happening happening. I don't know, that probably doesn't sound like good English, but you understood the point, right? All right, so, so, so I just wanted to spend some time talking about great love because we're in a, a uh, you know, we've got the cliches, the reason for the season, uh, but Christ is the reason for the season. And why he's the reason for the season? Because he operated in great love to position us to operate in great love, to position us to be in harmony with great love, the great love of God. And... That puts us in some uncommon territory. That puts us in position to, um, to always experience something that's never happened. Something that people haven't seen, right? To, to, to show up with God's presence all over you. People being healed, saved, changed, and resurrected. People going through heartache and mishap and God converting that into saving multiple multiple lives, hundreds of thousands of lives. And the whole time people were looking, it was like, oh, they're, they're down. They're down for the count. They're down for the count. And then they look up and like, look at all these people in the kingdom. Because of how they handled what seemed like it was crucifixion for their lives. See, yeah, we, we're going through stuff, but it's not about us. We're going through stuff. We're going through our crucifixions so God could resurrect us and resurrect others with us. So that's great love. So during this season, hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll uh, be reminded of Christ's great love, God's great love, and you'll operate in great love. All right, so that's all I have for today.